Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, bud? Frankie, more like what's going on with you? The hash brown known as Greg Sussman. Look at this guy. Golden brown, enjoying the sun as we all got to see last week via pictures that you sent me. Having some fun in the sun down in Florida. Lounging in the pool. You had your pool noodle. Happy 50th birthday. Thank you. How's everything going, man? I, how, how was Leslie? Leslie's good, man. <laughs> Leslie, Leslie's doing well. She was happy to have us there. Um, it, was, it was good. It was a very stressful vacation, to be honest with you. I'm sorry. It's okay. It was, uh, I've never been more excited to see you if it makes you feel better. It did until I walked in today. And you're just <laughs> like, hey, we got a lot to talk about. Like, oh, God. And it was just... It's been a whirlwind, man. It's been a whirlwind few days. Um, I listened to the show all week long. You thought you did a phenomenal job. I te- tried to text you whenever I was listening. Thank you. I appreciate um, that, bud. And a lot went down, man, um, obviously, without me here. And I, I felt, I feel like I probably should at least mention it, right? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, uh, we like to be transparent with everyone who's listening and watching. I, I addressed everything that was going on to you know, yeah. the best of my abilities. Give a shout out to my guys. So, uh, yeah, this is the first time you've been around since uh, everything has happened, Greg. You know, you want to give you shout outs? You want to give your thoughts? Whatever. Feel free, man. You know, or is yours? You know, I, I've, I've talked to Corey and Scott a bunch um, since last week. And, you know, I want nothing but the best of them. I, I, I miss them. I support them. And,. I worked. With, I've known Corey since I was in college. Scott obviously got all of us to work in this place, and it's not going to be the same without him. So we certainly support them wherever they will go. And want nothing but the best for them. You know, yeah, it resulted in us having an extra hour here, but not this way. You know, not that way. Yeah, can't disagree. That's that's all I got. That's that, 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 that's the brunt of it. That, that's I have, nothing, I have nothing really to add or say. It just it is you know, you know, you know. I, I mean, I talked to you a lot last week, uh, more than we should have been talking. Um, <laughs> I talked to you a lot last week. I talked to um, everybody. So it is what it is. Um, and yeah, that's that's that. I, my vacation was not as relaxing as it should have been, unfortunately, given the circumstances of what have, has happened. Um, well, nothing but the best for them, nothing but the best for us, and we appreciate your support each and every day. Yeah, definitely, man. Look, uh, and for anyone out there who, you know, is angry about it, like, rightfully so, we understand where you're coming from. Uh, you know, we're friends with Scott and Corey first and foremost as well. 
Um, dressed a little bit last week. I've spoken to them. Um, they're in good spirits. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The show goes on. The show uh, indeed goes on. Um, I also was given a pre- appreciation, honestly, by listening to the podcast um, to be better, to, to work harder, and to be better for you, uh, the listener. And we do a lot of hijinks and a lot of games, and I, I probably can't stop doing that. Uh, realistically, <laughs> I, I enjoy when Frank asked me how I slept. Um, how did you sleep on vacation, Greg? Not as well as I thought I was going to, Frank. <laughs> to be honest with you, I was. Up. Me neither. I, sl- I I didn't sleep well last night either. It was a it was a bad night. I slept fine last night. Really well, you want to hear a quick story? Why? Why unpack? Hear a quick story. Story time night. with Greg Sussman from last night. So I got a weird charge on my credit card, on my Amex card, for eleven dollars and ninety three cents. I think this is like it was whatever. It's eleven bucks. I was I didn't buy anything on Amazon. And nobody has like, access to my Amazon account but me. So I called Amex. And again, a month ago, if you remember, my Amex card was charged to Chewy.com, which is like dog food. And I was like, that's not real. So I got a new card. No dogs for Susmania? I love dogs. I don't have a dog right now. In the near future? I would love Please don't ever get a dog. Why? Well, I mean, I don't ever go to your house anyway. Because, well, first of all, you don't invite me over. But second of all, I, I, I can't do... Any animals with hair. And it sucks because, oh, look, I want to be able to enjoy dogs. I love cats, but allergies, man. I like, dogs, I, man. They're brutal. I, I can't. It's tough. I can't be around dogs. Please don't get one. And then invite me over. Sure. We haven't had pasta night yet this year. I owe you a lot, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right, man. We'll figure it out another time. I realize I owe you lunch. I owe you pasta. We'll do pasta night when we prep for the draft. That makes sense. Oh, I got oh, I got a bunch of ideas swirling too for auction. Oh, we're gonna we're it's gonna be fun. Anyway, what was the rest of your story? I don't even know where you're going. Uh, Something about it's us. Basically, you got my, charged for dog food last month. So I, last I, month. I got I got a new card. The whole deal. Okay. So then last night I saw an Amazon charge. I call Amex. And this is my, I call Amazon first. It's like it's gonna charge my Amex for an Amazon purchase. But I didn't buy anything. Okay. I went through my account. Like yeah, we don't see that. Like you you probably should change your password. I'm like, hey, it's weird. <laughs> That uh, was their only advice to you? Yeah, they, probably, uh, 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 call, your call your credit card company and, and do that. So I call Amex. They reported the fraud. I'm getting another new card. So then overnight, I wake up, and I knew it was going to be a very busy and stressful day for me today. I woke up to a charge on my Amex from Chewy.com. And I'm just like, what? I don't, so then I got angry. The dog food bandit strikes so, again. So, with then, I, so then I got angry, Frank. Because I had canceled my card, I did not understand how somebody could be using my old card that was canceled last night to buy stuff overnight. It didn't make any sense to me. So I called Amex, and I got a woman that was not... I got a woman at 7.15 this morning, and she was not ready for me. She was just like, well... I've told people before, too, if you ever have a problem with anything corporate, you need to send an email, you need to make a phone call... Greg is the one to consult with. So, so she was just like, well, if you have it saved in Amazon or a site like Chewy, like you could just use the, the saved information. I go, how could you use the saved information if the card is not active anymore? The card was reported for fraud. How is that card still able to be used? She goes, well, if it's saved, you know, they, they, you can still, I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. So I hung up on her. Doesn't make sense. I, called I hung che- up on her. I called Chewy. And I was like, listen, this is the second time in two months that someone ordered Chewy. Like, can you tell me what credit card they use? I said, of course they can. It was my one from January, which ended in you know four numbers. I'm like, that card was reported for fraud. 
how is that used? Because, yeah, you know, it didn't actually go through, but it was pending, and we marked it like you'll get the money back right away. I go, well, obviously, I just don't understand. So I found out it went to some person in Pennsylvania. Like I provided them my email, like my, like who I am, my name and my email address. They go, yeah, no, this went to Suzanne in Pennsylvania. I'm like, what? So they went to Chewy.com, somehow got my Amex, and then logged it in there. So then I called Amex back. Talked to some supervisors. Like, this was your morning today? This was my walk to work this morning. Oh, my God. This is when I got out of the, the second I got out of the shower at 7 o'clock this morning. And then my walk to work this morning. Was on the phone with Amex, their account services supervisor, saying, how is, it, how is somebody using my card that I called in as fraud two months ago and still working? They, you know what? Thank you to Apple Pay for having it pop up on my phone. Every time, every time a charge goes through. I thought about using Apple Pay, but it was like stuff like this that kind of makes me not want to. And I don't think it's Apple Pay's fault. This is good. This is helpful. Yeah. So I learned what charges. So you put all your cards on Apple Pay? Yeah. So I knew what charges. So, so the second Amex was charged, I get a notification. Do you recommend it? I do. I'll look into it. Do you like check your credit? You don't have, you have a credit card? I feel like you don't. Yeah, I do. It took you a while to get a credit card, right? No, I mean, I've had it for like at least three years. Oh, it wasn't you. Oh, it was Ian Halbert that didn't have a credit card. <laughs> but, but do you like check your statement like line by line every month? Uh, n- no. I text. I-, I check it like every couple of days to make sure oh, that okay, the, sure. the things that I bought with that credit card are correct. And correct. Nothing else is on it. Right. I don't go through like statements, but I check it like every couple of days. So I'm someone that is similar checks every couple of days, and then at the end of the month, I'll just like browse through it to make sure. If I would have just browsed through it, and saw so on Amazon eleven ninety seven, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. I probably bought something on Amazon for twelve bucks. Yeah, that makes sense. But thanks to this notification on my phone, I was like, I didn't buy anything on Amazon. My last purchase was batteries for downstairs. So, so that was my So morning. Suzanne in Pennsylvania. Susanna. We're yeah. coming for you, Susanna. If you're watching, man, <laughs> stop. Maybe she's stalking you. Just stop. She needs to know everything she does about the person she's going to... Uh... So anyway, like I was saying, I learned a lot when I was on vacation about our, sh- about our show in general. You know what? What I think a listener would like, and a listener would not like. So I'd say about for, it was the weather in Florida. I had one. I only had one bad day. So the rest was. I mean, you saw what was the rest like eighty plus? Eighty. Eighty. You saw pictures. You, it's only you like thirty degrees in New York. Today. You presented pictures of me. <laughs> I noticed. I also used an older picture of you with like your blowout, drinking like a fruity drink. It's fair enough. Fair enough. Some my friend texted me. He's like, I picture Greg just laying on a lounge chair with a, with a Sam Summer. I was like, actually, it was a lemonade and vodka. And then we found out Drew Digmeyer, big was. Oh yeah, that was me and my. Was that me Drew Digmeyer likes IPAs and have vodka a, have gimlets. A, I saw the gimlets. Yeah, the IPAs. Did you know what a vodka gimlet was? I did. Of course you did. It's like a bougie thing, I guess. Dude, the IPA. I was pumped. So I had it. So after listening to the podcast on Thursday, I had a Cigar City IPA on. Saturday night. Yeah, for Drew Nickmeyer. Nice. There you go. Which one's this? Oh, that's me. Like, it's me sleeping. Sunbathing, tanning, having yeah, a great time. It's me sleeping. Yeah. Where's the blowout one? Can we get the blowout? If it if, it's, still have if that? it's down there still with the uh, I gotta find it with the fruity quick. drink. It's, right. it's somewhere. All right, makes sense. I do like fruity drinks. So, but I learned a lot about our show. To be honest with you, as someone that was like, really pumped about some of your guests, and here we go. Here, let me see this one. What is this? Let me look at this one. Oh, that's not real blowout, Frank. I can still do that. I just have gel in my hair. Like, that's like my same hair like, yeah, yeah. length, right? That is a long time ago. Fatter face, is that fair to say? 
No? Okay. Uh, back then or now? <laughs> then. <laughs> no? No, nah, I mean, I, I Same face, fine. huh? That great, look- great teeth, Greg. Yeah, it's, I look young. I, I look got, young now. I got a huh? feeling yesterday, Greg. Ooh. My mouth was numb. It was terrible. You know, Martino, do I, do I look young there? Would you say I look young there? I think it's the hair that makes you look youthful. Is, is my hair that different? Yeah, Greg, I, I think you look, yeah. uh, I think that's a young 40. That's a young yeah. 40 right there. You think my hair looks that different there than it does ago. now? Greg just turned 50, so. Because I think that was. a little bit better. Dude, I think that was like a good nine years ago. Yeah, when, I think. You, yeah, yeah. Young 40, that's, yeah. Maybe. Right, come yeah. in with all tomorrow, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, uh, I'm in your gel. early 40s there. Greg. I wear gel sometimes, but not here. <laughs> right, you're not, you don't even, you're not even gel. Right now. Party. Yeah, for the holiday party, I'll show my hair. Sounds good. <laughs> anyway, what holiday party will that be? <laughs> St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. MLB opening day? Mm-hmm. Baseball, Greg. You, you want to get into any baseball well, stuff now point, or you want to save it? Dude, so the point so I'll probably save it at this point. So the point was, I was listening, I was really interested about your guests with Drew Digmeyer and um, Matt Modica. And, yeah, we were all over the place last week. We had Ian Conn on Wednesday, Connell, Dynasty. Hall after the show. I keep forgetting to call Ian Andy Conn. Singleton posted our show on Andy the Fantasy Singleton. Baseball Reddit. Yeah. And one of your cousins commented on it. Yeah, Mike Bash. He's like, hey, that's my cousin. He wants a job very badly. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Send us your resume. And by us, I mean Greg. But anyway... The point was, I was like, oh, I really want to get into the baseball stuff. Like, this is great. Like, the Gimlet stuff is great. I was like, I kind of want to hear about baseball. And I feel like a lot of our listeners, like, bitch at us for, like, doing exactly what we just did for the last 16 minutes. They're like, oh. You're the host of the show, Greg. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. You know what I mean? It's different if it's like you're watching us live, like, you're kind of enjoying a banter, or you're listening live on the radio. Like, I, I get it. You're, you're enjoying what we're doing right now. If you're listening to the podcast, and Frank listens to more podcasts than I do, like I enjoy the banter in the podcast that I listen to, but the more bantery show. If I'm list- if I'm listening to like learn information like fantasy baseball or fantasy football, like, you want to get the information. I get it, mm-hmm. and that's why you always come off come in so pissed off when I do what I just did for the last seventeen minutes. <laughs> I get it now. Uh, I look. I try, man. We spoke about this on the phone as well. We are. We we have an interesting opportunity here, Greg. It's an interesting medium because we do live radio, we do live TV, uh, live digital video, but then it also goes on demand in podcast form. So you kind of got to mix everything together and kind of find the best formula that works. And yeah, you know, we'll mix in things here and there. You know, if we're talking about baseball players that you like and that maybe I don't like, and it will, maybe we'll go back and forth on a certain player and we'll, we'll get at each other and make fun of each other for... For liking said player or, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. getting a call wrong. Yeah, we're always going to do that. That's, that's fun, but... Right. Um, Tell you about my Amex card's not going to bring in the listenership? I don't, I don't think so. You puppy, see, puppy Chow or whatever you're talking about? Chewy. Chewy.com. 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 Chewy.com not going to get it done. Yeah. Mike Moustakis, one-year deal with the Brewers, playing second base. Maybe that gets it done. Maybe that gets it done, Greg. I'm really interested. See, Mike Moustakis... With second base eligibility, really interesting. Because you were telling me that second base is disgusting. It's it's not great, um, Bob. It's it's not that deep of a position. You're looking at it. I mean, the tier that you really want to be in on is uh, is probably this mid round of. You know, Glaber Torres, Daniel Murphy, Scooter Jeanette, Rugnet Odor, someone we've talked about, Jonathan VR. We'll talk about the Tout Wars draft and hold uh, in the next hour when at like the end of the fifth round, everyone's trying to find stolen bases right now. But after that, I mean, after really the top 10 or 11, 12, up until like Robinson Cano, he's my 12th ranked second baseman, Greg. Mm-hmm. After that, 
You get into the Jed Lowry's of the world, as Drupal Drupal Cabrera, Yohan Moncada, who has upside, but like Dozier, maybe a bounce back candidate scope. It's really like top 12, but you know, if you play in a 15 team Roto League, everyone's going to need a starting second baseman, and then people are also going to dip into the second baseman pool for their middle infielder. So it's really not that deep of a position. And I, I would argue that I don't really love the elite talent up top either. Jose Altuve has the injury concerns. We've talked to Dr. Ray of inside injuries about you know his knee injury, uh, how that might limit his stolen bases this year. Javier Baez, I've seen more people who are kind of worried about Javier Baez based on the price you have to pay. Because he's going in like yeah. the late first round right now. Last year, you know, you were getting him in the middle rounds, and he he was super profitable. Maybe the most profitable player last year in fantasy baseball because he gave you first-round value. Now you have to pay that first-round price tag for Javier Baez, something I am not going to be doing. Where does Mike Moustakis fall on that list? A couple of other headlines, and then we'll get into the catcher rankings in the next two hours. Stick around. More from your fantasy best friends grab it right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and attorneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. Rain dance! Make it rain. It's becoming quite evident that LeBron James, the wear and tear on his body, is not the wear and tear on Kevin Durant's body. What you are seeing is a LeBron James who has, for years, had to carry every team, whereas Kevin Durant got away from that in Oklahoma City and found himself over the last three years saving a lot of wear and tear on that body by now having other guys that he can rely on. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. with you fantasy best friends forever fantasy sports radio network that is frank stample i'm greg sussman i'm back frank did a wonderful job holding the fort down thank you sir i gotta call ian khan after this get him in here more often he was that was my i know honestly nothing against modica who will have every monday um nothing against i woke up very late Ventura. yesterday and modica was uh texting me like dude am i coming on the show i i, t- I woke up at like 11 30 <laughs> slept in it's great and um yeah, the first thing I had to do when I woke up was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you, no programming today. But we'll get you back. Don't worry. 
Mojica Mondays. So anyway, of all the guests, I love like Mojica. I, I was fascinated by the Ian Concha. Like, fascinated <laughs> by it. What I've learned last week and what I, w- I want to try and do more of, Greg, is we can't base our analysis solely on statistical evidence. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah, we have to work in like some of the, like the mental side of things too. Definitely. Andy Singleton spoke a lot about that on Thursday and Friday. Uh, the mental side of you know analysis for uh, especially some of these younger players, like guys who um, maybe fail a little bit or didn't live up to expectations. Um, just kind of like working that into our analysis a little bit more because I know Ian Khan. Uh, you know when you when you heard him talking about uh, his analysis uh, of Michael po- Kopech last year, it was like he had a crazy girlfriend, crazy fiance. I traded him away in Dynasty. That's right a away. crazy story. So, you know, these they're humans too. Baseball players are humans too. So I do want to try and like work some of uh some of the off the field stuff into our analysis as well. Definitely. I mean, you know what? You know how we talk about offensive coordinators a lot in football? We say that every year we went to the mental stuff. Like I remember last year going into the year, we had a huge Gene Segura conversation. When we under when was it Ronus that was telling us about? I think it was Ronus that was telling us about all of his family problems and how that contributed to his bad down year that like he really is really awesome Travis Shaw was someone that we spoke about last year who the year before he had struggled so much at home in Milwaukee because his uh, his newborn daughter was like dealing with serious health health sure issues. sure so whenever he was home in Milwaukee he had to oh go my to the God, hospital. It was for my watch oh you broke your watch we found something on the floor here it looked like a monocle I, just I assumed it was Greg's uh but it was uh it was the front of his watch Greg, you're off to a riveting start here on a Tuesday. <laughs> and I just put gum on it. <laughs> oh, man. You're right, man. I'm not all right. You got gum on your watch? Go, go to Frank's shop for a second. <laughs> bring, bring it over here. So we're going to try and work more of that into our analysis. I uh, mentioned Mike Moustakis a little bit before the break. Signs a one-year deal over with the Milwaukee Brewers. $10 million deal. This is super interesting because he actually turned down a, I think it was like 16 or $17 million qualifying offer two years ago. And in the two seasons combined, I think he made like six or six and a half million last year on a one-year deal. And then uh, this year he's making $10 million. So combined, he's like just about what he would have gone two uh, would have gotten two years ago if he had accepted the qualifying offer. Obviously, uh, both Mike Moustakis and his agent uh, were underwhelmed or, you know, didn't didn't read the market correctly. All right, I'm getting uh, something in my ear that we have breaking Manny Machado news here. So I'm going to try and pull that up on Twitter. Uh, but oh, Bona, I got it for you. Jeff Bona, Bassan, if you got it. or Jeff Bassan says that Manny Machado has agreed to a deal with the San Diego Padres. That's called San desperation. Diego Padres. He wants to play on the East yes. Coast. He will not be playing. He Wait, wants to play shortstop. He wants to be on the East Coast. He wants to play shortstop. Manny Machado. Here Amazing. we go. Breaking Jeff Passan, free agent star Manny Machado has agreed to a deal. We're going to get into Mike Moustakis as well. I also want to get into catchers. Are we going to? We, do, got, we have two hours. Are now. we going to do anything today, Greg? Frank, we have two hours now. <laughs> it's all right. We still have a lot to talk about. Um, Manny Machado has agreed to a deal with the San Diego Padres. Now, I will tell you this: I was watching MLB Network yesterday, and they were talking about why it would be a little bit risky for, from a baseball perspective, for Manny Machado to go to the San Diego Padres because. Their reasoning was, you don't make big signings like this until all your pieces are in place, and this is kind of like the last piece to the puzzle. Sure. They have young prospects coming in Luis Urias yep. and Fernando Tatis Jr. Right. And have all these young outfielders. But 
again, they're just going based on potential. A lot of these guys who get called up, they flop. So No doubt. As much as we think Fernando Tatis is going to be a can't-miss prospect, no one really knows. I mean, he's, you know... Maybe we see him up in the second half of the season this year. I think Luis Urias will be up for most of the season this year. I know they signed Ian Kinsler to play second base, but Urias can play short. Uh, they can move things around. Um, but, yeah, they were basically saying, you know, this is a move that you make if you're the San Diego Padres in a few years when you feel like you're just that one marquee free agent signing away. I, w- I will say, you know, Manny Machado's only 26 years old. So he's going to be in the prime of his career for the next five seasons. Um, so, you know, if those players do come up, and they perform well, the Padres are going to be in position, you know, a couple of years from now where they are going to, you know, be able to make some noise in the National League and specifically in the, in the NL West because now you have Machado and you have Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer, uh, you know, not the offensive juggernaut that we thought he was going to be when he came over to the San Diego Padres. At least he wasn't last year. But they have some pieces in place now. They still need to get pitching. The pitching is not good. But you have Eric Hosmer, you have Manny Machado. You have, uh, Eric Hosmer has already won uh, a World Series with the Kansas City Royals. He knows what it takes to kind of turn a young team around. He was there when it happened with the Kansas City Royals. They have a ton of young outfielders. They have depth there. They have Will Myers, who is another great offensive piece. He needs to stay healthy. They have Hunter Renfro, and they have Fran Reyes. They have two guys that they think can be legitimate, you know, power hitters, sluggers uh, in the corner outfielders there. They have Manuel Margot. They have Franchi Cordero. Luis Urias, a young middle infielder. They have Ian Kinsler to kind of hold down the fort until, you know, whenever Fernando Tatis is ready. They also traded for Francisco Mejia last year. This is a team that has a great farm system and already has really great young pieces, and now you're adding Manny Machado to this lineup where I assume, I know all reports was he wanted to play shortstop, I think he's going to play third base because they had a huge glaring need and a hole there. I'll be interested to see what the numbers look like here, uh, if they had to overpay to get a guy like Manny Machado to go to the West Coast, because all indications, like you mentioned, Greg, that he wanted to play on the East Coast here, but not a not a great ballpark. I'm not sure it really matters. I think uh, Manny Machado's power kind of plays anywhere. We saw that last year when he was with the Dodgers, uh, but I think this lineup is going to be pretty good. Maybe not right away, but um, second half of the season or for years to come, Manny Machado, where he's going... In a 15-team league, late first, early second round. I'm not sure he really moves all that much, but from a shortstop, and and, and he's going to have third base eligibility now for fantasy as well, that dual eligibility. You use a middle infield, corner infield. It's not bad. I kind of like it. It's it's not a great hitting park. Like, if you would have put him in Citizens Bank. It's gotten better over the past couple of years, though. They moved the walls in a couple of years ago. Definitely. Definitely. It's not Citizens Bank. Well, and it's also not like Comerica, obviously. Either at this point. I think that Manny Machado in San Diego, you were... Is it weird that with him there, I almost worry about what does he have to play for? Like last year... Motivation? Motivation, that's the word I was looking for, yeah. Motivation when it comes to Manny Machado. Like he got a big contract. What was his motivation in Baltimore, though, you know? Get paid. You're still... You're going to get paid. Yeah. And I worry about that in San Diego. Like, yeah, you can make all the promises in the world. Like... But San Diego's still a last-place team that Machado's signing with. I know that the future is very, very bright. But it kind of reeks to me of, of A-Rod 20 years ago. When you're signing with a last-place team, you're going to give gobs of money to this dude. What? The open pitching. They have no pitching. Joey Lucchese, opening day starter. Right. They have a few guys in the farm system that are coming up, but probably won't see him this year. 
those those top prospects that they have. So, yeah, I mean, according I, to a league source, ten years, three hundred million dollars. Wow, that's the number he wanted. That's from Mark Feinstein, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Mark Feinstein for, uh, of MLB now. Ten years, three hundred million dollars. And this is also so, what they said yesterday on MLB Network when referring to him going to the Padres is it's risky because, say, over the next couple of years, things are not going well for the Miami uh, for the San Diego Padres. They likened it to the Miami Marlins, who they signed Giancarlo Stanton, and they thought they were going to have that young nucleus outfield that was going to grow together. And then the next thing you know, you figure out you have to blow up this team. And, you know, you have to trade away a player with that many years and that much contract, and you're not going to get anything in return. Correct. So, remember, look, they traded away, um, the Marlins traded away John Carlos Hand for nothing. Tony Castro, a few lower-level prospects, it's Caleb kind of, Smith. It's kind of amazing how things quickly change, right? San Diego, just a couple of years ago, they traded everybody. I mean, they, they tried to trade everybody they had away. Um, they tried to they tried to go for it for one year. One year, like, one it was year, a like a short thing. They got Justin Upton. They, took, they, took, got everybody from, they took everybody from the Braves. The Upton brothers, Craig Kimbrell, and Matt Kemp, right? Like, they took everybody. And they traded everybody away, and that included like, Brad Hand last year. Like, Brad Hand wasn't costing all that much. They traded him away last year because they weren't doing anything. And now they go out and make a, a move for Manny Machado. It's just a surprise, you know? So you really worry about the, uh, the motivation here for him in San Diego. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, I could see it because, you know, people had their concerns about not hustling uh, down the stretch last year, all the antics he had during the playoffs. So you could question it. You know, maybe, maybe his motivation will be he wants to put those things to rest. Maybe that's his motivation. He went to the Dodgers last year. He hit 273 with 13 home runs. It's in 66 games. So a 42% hard hit rate. By the, by the way, back in... Um... November, the odds, there were odds, of course, set for where Manny Machado would end up. Mm-hmm. San Diego wasn't even on the list. Wasn't even. So you could have gotten. You could bet the field? You could, I, you could have bet the field and done very, very well. Would you rather have Jose Altuve or Manny Machado? In fantasy? They're going back to back right now. <laughs> we, had, we had the Altuve discussion before I left, and Dr. A was very non complimentary <laughs> of it's, Jose Altuve. It's really not all that close for me. It's Manny Machado. Yeah. Power. I understand. Power, I mean, look. The question you don't is, know is what Altuve, you're going to get you know out of him. You don't know what right. you're going to get out of him speed-wise because the past three years he's been 14, 9, and 0. And then in 2015 he was 20. So he's kind of all over the map. But, you know, when I was doing, uh, I was kind of looking into my third base preview uh, and also looking at Manny Machado just lumping him into that mix. Manny Machado is about as close to Nolan Arenado as you could possibly get. He now has dual eligibility, and he's also going to give you at least 10 to 12 stolen bases. Yeah. And he's close to Nolan Arenado. Like, Arenado, you set your watch to 285, 35 home runs, 100 and 100. All right, maybe, maybe set the, the, the runs and RBIs at 90, 95 for Machado. But he's going to hit, you know, close to 35 home runs. He's going to steal 10 to 12 bases. He basically gives you 90% of what, 95% of what Arenado gives you and also gives you 10 to 12 stolen bases on top of that. And you get him five to seven picks later? Do you, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Does this do anything for anybody else in San Diego? Like, it's funny because every time I it just, helps their lineup. Because every immensely. time, every time I just say San Diego, I'm like, no, I mean Los Angeles. Um, but San Diego, like, for Eric Hosmer, is he going to bump now? And, and this is their this is the opportunity for uh, for the Padres to kind of win over the city of San Diego, right? Because there's nothing else there. The Chargers great left. Point. It's a great point. 
They can basically, you know, they can make some noise here. Look, it's not an easy division. I do think the Diamondbacks take a step back. They traded away some of their guys. Traded away Paul Goldschmidt. They uh, they didn't they're rebuilding. Bring, they didn't bring back AJ Pollock. They're they're kind of weird. They're like competing while re- rebuilding kind of re- thing. They're rebuilding. But the Rockies are still very good. The Dodgers are still very good. Definitely. Um, the Padres are going to get better here. Well, let's see, let's see how quick uh, let's, the Giant and the Giants. Let's see how quick the, roster resource and the Giant and the Giants stink. Roster resource as Manny Machado in the lineup, batting ninth. So they clearly haven't uh, they haven't had everything yet, but they do have him uh, playing third base for the team here. Look, I'm, as of right now, they have uh, Ian Kinsler, Luis Urias, Eric Hosmer, Will Myers, Hunter Renfro, Franchi Cordero. That's a power. I still kind of wish that they made some plays, trading away some outfielders here to get pitching, whether it was still Corey can. Kluber or Trevor Bauer. I know it's going to be a big price tag, but look, you get kind of an ace to anchor your staff. It's something that they need. You, They have legitimately five outfielders, right? They have... Will Myers, Hunter Renfro, Franchi Cordero, Manuel Margot. They have six. Travis Jankowski, I mean, he's probably more of a fourth outfielder anyway. And yep. they have Fran Reyes, who as of right now is not even on the roster. They haven't projected to start in AAA. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but the Padres have a glut of outfielders here. I say, you know, you package some of those guys, maybe a prospect. You try and get back like a Trevor Bauer or a, a Corey Kluber because the Indians desperately, desperately need outfield. Have you looked at the Indians outfield? The season started today. Yeah, I did. I looked it's Leone's Martin. Yeah. It's Greg it's, Allen. It's gross. it's gross. So they need help there. They need help in the outfield. I still think that that could be a match there. Uh, this, this helps the lineup a lot. Someone that they were trying to sign who they didn't. Is there anything else you want to do uh, on Machado right now, Greg? Machado or Aaron Judge? I'd rather have Aaron Judge. It's close. I'd rather have Aaron Judge. I think I'd rather have Aaron Judge as well. Especially in Roto because you need the five outfielders. I'll take Aaron Judge. But I'm telling look. Having that dual eligibility for Machado is going to help a It's lot. huge. Absolutely. Third base and shortstop? Huge. I, I'd rather have Machado than Javier Baez. Definitely. Definitely. Javier Baez's NFBC ADP right now is 14.48. And, and Machado, Machado is 15.9. Much rather Machado. So he's going a few picks later. Mm-hmm. I think we were waiting for these guys to sign, and then you're going to see their ADP jack up a little bit. Obviously, if you want to went to a park like uh, in Chicago with the White Sox, I think that would have helped him even a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think people like the the park uh, for the pod, uh, with the Padres as much, and rightfully so. Manny Machado or Alex Bregman both have third base and shortstop eligibility. I think this one's very close. Do you think it's possible that because I think Alex Bregman's kind of becoming Manny Machado, sure, in terms of the fantasy asset that sure. he is. The batting average could be even better though. Alex Bregman could be a three hundred plus hitter with thirty to thirty five home runs. The thing is, Manny Machado, we've seen do it. Uh, a little bit more... No, he has more of a track record. Probably take... Alex Bregman. I think it's close. I'd probably take Machado. It's very close. Probably take Machado. Astros lineup is better. Do you think it's possible Better hitting environment in Houston. It's close. I think I lean Bregman. But that's where... That's where Machado, I think, is going to move to and should be. He should be in that 10 to 13 range. That's where he should go. Do you think there's a chance Padres go out and spend more money inside of a Dallas Keuchel? I mean, at this point, just go all in, right? Stupid money, right? According to Tim Brown of Yahoo, they need there's a, an opt-out. I don't know if Dallas an, really does it. But. There's an opt-out for Machado after the fifth year of the deal, halfway through. Okay, so he'd be 31. So if he's Machado, performing very well up to out. that point, right. maybe he could cash in another you know, seven- or eight-year deal at that point. Give himself a little bit more financial security. By the way... But he's going to be with the Padres at least five years. Mm-hmm. Correct. Unless they trade him. 
<laughs> According to uh, Jack Curry, by the way, while the Yankees met with Machado in December, they hardly engaged with him after that. From their first internal conversations the Yankees had with the possibility of adding Machado, there are strong voices in the room advocating against it. This is the Yankees team. This is their lineup. It's not changing. They're not getting in on Bryce Harper. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. He's either going to the Phillies, unless the White Sox throw like a ton of money. He's not going to the White Sox. It's, yeah, it's like a, it's, I would say it's, it's Philly or 90% Washington? chance. Philly or Washington? Washington offered him apparently 10 for 300 million after the season ended. And a lot of people speculate he's going to get more than that with uh, with the Phillies. Okay. So maybe it goes up to like 325, 10 for 325. I mean, everyone was saying that it's almost a done deal with Philly. I know some of you like yesterday. It was close. John Heyman was reporting that on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. All right, there you go. Manny Machado, now a member of the San Diego Padres. We'll certainly talk to Vlad Sedler about that coming up next hour uh, on the BFFs. But when we come back, there's more headlines than just this. We'll bring it down and figure out where Mike Moustakis ranks in your second base rankings. We got a lot to talk about. BFF continue on right after this. Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. In this league. Do you know any of the rules in lacrosse? Because I just don't. No, no, there's lots of sports. I know there's a lot of people who be like, Ugh, I know all of them. I don't. Here's sports I don't understand. I don't <laughs> that's understand. How, that's that's how lacrosse fans sound. Yeah. 100%. I know all the rules. I lacrosse. don't understand lacrosse. Yeah, Jim Brown played lacrosse. I mean, I have a vague idea. Like, they have a stick, they pass the ball with the stick, and they score it's a like goal. like running grass hockey. Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. California love indeed for Manny Machado as he heads over to San Diego 10 years, three Hundred million dollars. Show me the money. Opt out after five. So there you go. How about that? Manny Machado, now a member of the San Diego Padres. His value doesn't change all that much. But, you know, 
He'll be in camp. He signed. Do you think the fact that him early? and Bryce Harper are signing now, they're going to move up draft boards? I agree. Bryce Harper was going into the late second round, and that's only because he doesn't have a home. Especially if he goes to Philadelphia, he should be a first round pick. Jake Seely in the labor draft last week started his draft. He had the fourth pick. He started Yelich Harper. Jesus. That should not happen. Jesus. That should not happen. No. We're going to talk about the, uh, the Tout Wars draft and hold draft as well. In the second hour with Vlad Sedler. And Bryce Harper went at pick 18. And Manny Machado, actually, smart. He went at pick uh, 10? Pick 10. Okay, that's fair. There you go. I think that's fair. Um, Yeah, the values will absolutely go up. And I think the good news is they've signed early enough here... Oddly enough, saying that on February 19th, they signed early enough, but they did, right? This isn't like one of those Kendrick Morales things or Stephen Drew things that you're signing so late that you don't have enough time to work out. Like, I think they'll be in camp for a month with their team, so that should be plenty of time, I would think, to get ready. And I'm hoping they work that all all winter. I I know Eric Cosmer signed, like, around this time last year. I saw it was, uh, like, three of the biggest contracts last MLB offseason weren't signed until after February 13th. Which is kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, pretty much. Better be better. February 13th. Mike Mustak is signed yesterday uh, for one year, 10 mil, with an option for 2020. Padres actually wanted him, too. But he chose as to go a, back to Milwaukee. As a backup plan, too. Oh, you think, that, you think that's what it was? You think he chose to go back to Milwaukee? <laughs> or you think the Padres are like, you know what? We're not going to sign you until we find out the deal on Manny Machado. Mm, okay. Maybe that. All right. <laughs> So, um, anyway, Mishnaga signs with the Brewers, and all indications out of Brew Crew camp is going to be he's going to be given every opportunity to be the starting second baseman uh, for Milwaukee with Travis Shaw starting at third. If that's the case, Frank, where would Mishnaga fall in your second base rankings? Yeah, I think it's a good question. Uh, you know, there's some uh, there's some lofty expectations for Mike Mishnaga now that he's in Milwaukee for a full season, right? I know some of the the numbers kind of dipped off last year when he went there, which was odd because he was in he was in Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, which is known for being um, a not great hitters ballpark. Uh, and in 2017, he had 38 home runs there. And then last year, he was performing pretty well. And then when he went over to Milwaukee, actually regressed a little bit. I think it was you know him moving over to a new league, new city. I think he you know got adjusted to it a little bit here. Um, so I think a full season in Milwaukee in that lineup in that ballpark. Uh, here are some projections that I've seen. Derek Cardi, who does uh, who does the bat projections, which you can find over on uh, Fangraphs, he has Mike Moustakis at 260, 35 home runs, 92 RBIs, 79 runs scored. As a second base eligible player, where would that rank? I mean, I, I think it's got to be right there in the mix with uh, with the Daniel Murphy, Glaber Torres, Scooter Jeanette. That's high. That's high, but... You heard what I just said. Derek Cardi, I mean, he does projections for a living. 260, 35 home runs, Greg. Even if you scale that back a little bit, I think I had my projection for him at 255, 30 home runs. I think he's safe for 30 home runs. You're not getting the same batting average with uh, with Mike Moustakis as you are with a guy like Daniel Murphy, obviously. Daniel Murphy's going to hit over 300 in Colorado. Scooter Jeanette, I think pretty safe for 275, 280 plus. He's been over that the past two seasons. Labor Torres is kind of the wild card here. Does it matter how you normally build your team, right? Because like, at second base, you're not exactly expecting probably 30 home run power for most second basemen. Yep. And he won't have the eligibility again to start the season. Sure. He's going to have to play the 10 games or, or five games, or whatever, whatever it is. is. Yeah. It's usually five or 10. Okay. But Travis Shaw, this was interesting because last year he actually played a little bit at second yeah. base. 
And they, when they asked him about it, he said, no, nah, I'm playing third base. They've yeah. already told me I'm going to be the third baseman this year. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that the guy that they tried out at second base, I guess they really didn't like it. Clearly. I guess they didn't really like Clearly. Travis Shaw at second base. But now, it's just so unnatural. It seems like a weird fit, Craig, because Mike Moustakis, he's a great third baseman. Mike Moustakis is already like a pretty good defensive third baseman. And now you move him over to second. He's By all indications, I don't think he's ever played second base. He doesn't really have like the body, like the body type to be a second baseman too. And on top of all this, Greg, the Brewers' top prospect, who just won the Arizona Fall League All Star, the MVP of of the Arizona Fall League, is Keston Hira. Yeah, and he's a second baseman. Yeah. So now he's blocked too. It, it, it just where, wherever you know Shaw or Mustakas was going to play, it seemed like a weird fit. It seemed like a weird fit last year. It seems weird to me now that they sign him. Um, what I've heard is that they don't want any holes in the lineup at all. But you kind of limit yourself defensively, I feel like. So, look, from a fantasy perspective, it's great to get another bat in that lineup. It just, you know, it makes that, that lineup even deeper. But, I, I mean, where would you, would you rather have... So, I have Daniel Murphy, Glaber Torres, Scooter Jeanette as my 5, 6, and 7 at second base. And then, right behind them, I have Rugnet Odor and Jonathan VR and, and D. Gordon. And those are the guys you draft for stolen bases. That's 8, 9, 10. With uh, with Robinson Cano at eleven and Travis Shaw I have right now at twelve. Should Mike Musakis be in that tier ahead of those, you know, those those Odor and VR types who are gonna help you out with stolen bases a little bit? Should he be? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's behind Odor. Because Odor, I think, you know, two sixty batting average, close to thirty home runs, but also gonna give you stolen bases. My initial impression is he's He's in the Murphy tier to me, man. He's ahead of the. He's ahead of all those guys. Like I, I, I told those you, Derek I, I, projections are very low. I told you during the break, I'd have. I'd rather have him than Scooter Jeanette. I said that to you. I think you could. I, I think I'd rather have him than Glaber Torres. He's with. He's with Daniel Murphy to me. If you look with the Glaber is the wild card because he was so great last year before he got hurt, right? And then post injury kind of fell apart. It was terrible. Yeah, but he showed you what his up his upside could be before he got hurt last year. But to, yes, absolutely. But to me, you know, he can like, be a two seventy five, two eighty hitter with thirty home runs. That could be Glaber Torres. If a full season with Mike Moustakas, you know, you, you know exactly what you're getting. I think there's something to be said for that. Like I know he seems old. He's only thirty years old though. He'll be thirty one in September. You're getting 150 games. You're getting thirty home runs. You're getting, a, especially in this lineup, a bunch of runs scored and a bunch of ribbies. Here's man. the difference though with Scooter Jeanette. doesn't strike out all that much. Scooter Jeanette hasn't been below two ninety five batting average each of the past well, years. Two ninety five and three ten. So it's different lineup construction. It's different roster construction. Exactly what I was gonna say. Jeanette versus Moustakis. Right. I think I lean Jeanette because also a great lineup, also a great hitter's ballpark in Cincinnati. He's going to bat second. He's going to bat right ahead of, you know, Joey Votto and Yasiel Puig and all these other guys. It's a great lineup. It's a great lineup in Cincinnati. And, you know, the power came back a little bit last year, but I think he's Last pretty, two years. I last two years. For, for Scooter Jeanette? 27-23. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I think he's still, I think he's going to be in that 25 home run range. The runs have been at least 80. The RBIs have been at least 92. But you're getting a lot better batting average. Average matters here, Greg. I'm still taking Scooter Jeanette ahead of Mike Moustakis. Okay. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with it. I'm not going to argue with it. But I think he's in that the tier. The next one up to me is uh, who I'm excited about Odor. is Rugnet Odor. And I'm excited about Odor also. But Odor actually gives you a few stolen bases too, which Mike Moustakis is going to give you a zero. He's going to give you nothing there. But I think he's going to give you more. He's going to give you more of the eyes, Moustakis. Definitely. Probably going to give you more o- Odor's going to. He Odor- strikes out last. Odor's going to bat second in the Rangers lineup, Greg. It's a terrible lineup, though. Is it, though? I think so. 
Chinsu Chu was pretty good last year. Resurgence. He's going to lead off. Great. They have Joey Gallo. Okay. Who's going to bat in the middle there? Ezreal Cabrera? <laughs> <laughs> Can I interest you I in don't a little know. I, don't, I, don't, I don't love this lineup personally. Like, but it's, it's still I'm a great Mus- hitter's ballpark to hit in. Especially to right field. With Rude and Odor. Why did I like Odor so much again? What was the, what was the reason? He, he, made, he made drastic improvements to his approach uh, at the plate, in terms of plate discipline, walked more than ever last year. He was basically a zero walking last year. Uh, worked a lot with Chin Chu Chu to actually uh, improve his plate discipline. Didn't strike out as much. Uh, and his numbers, I believe it was by May, by like the middle of May, he was batting 199. For the rest of the year, he was like a 270 hitter with you know an 8% walk rate. Hard hit percentage was at 45.2%. His career high. That's, that's with Odor? His career high before that was at 36.7%. I have it through through May 20th last year with Rugnet Odor. Hit 169 with a 467 OPS. Terrible. An 062 isolated power. 239 bat. He was god-awful. Still had a 42% hard hit rate, 44% fly ball rate. 13% swinging strike rate. From 521 on to the end of the season. 267 hitters, 795 OPS from the second base position. 8% 8% walk rate, 23% K rate, so he cut down his strikeouts immensely. Uh, he lowered his swinging strike rate by 3%, didn't chase pitches as much. 45.6% hard hit rate from May 21st to the end of the season from Rugnet Odor. That is a second baseman with a 45% hard hit rate and hits the ball in the air 39% of the time in that ballpark in Texas. And he's going to steal bases on top of that. I think he's going to, I think he could be a 260 hitter this year with. 25 home runs and 15 stolen bases with, let's go with 80-plus runs, maybe 85-plus runs, and 70-75 RBI. Rube Neto 25 home runs, 15 stolen bases, 260 average grade. It's very good. Do you like that more it's than... Mustak is going to be similar mm-hmm. batting average, going to give you more power, mm-hmm. going to give you more RBIs, yep. going to give you a few more runs, yep. but give you no stolen bases. That's the difference. You're paying for 15 stolen bases. 100%. But I think they should go in a similar range. Probably have Mustakis still. Well, it depends well, on what you need. It's crazy how, how things change. Like, Mustakis has been around such a long time. Odor's ADP is at 130. Mustakis is one of those guys for a while. Mustakis was at 151. That's undoubtedly going to rise. Mustakis is one of those guys for a while that I hated. Like, with such passion, because he always let me down. And now I'm like back in on him. What I like about Moustakis is he makes a lot of contact. It's an underrated part of his game, Greg. If, if you look at Moustakis, he Absolutely, doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't strike out. out all that much. Yeah. And he hits the ball in the air. Mm-hmm. So, the hard hit rate came back last year, but he hits the ball in the air a lot. He makes a lot of contact. That's going to lead to home runs. Hitting in Miller Park in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And if you hit home runs there... The RBIs are going to be there because you're in a great lineup. Now, look, is Mike Musakis going to hit cleanup in this lineup? I don't know. I think he might be a little bit lower. I think he might. I think he might bat sixth in this lineup with the Brewers. They have awesome. they have a lot of talent. Definitely. So he might be a little bit lower in the lineup. Dude, the more, the more research I do, the more Tommy Fam just keeps showing up. <laughs> Tommy Fam. Save it for the outfield preview, Greg. I will, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, other than other than Mike Moustakis and, of course, uh, other than Manny Machado, another big piece of information just came out for our show. And that's Carlos Martinez not throwing for the next couple of weeks. 
And we had discussed a little bit about Carlos Martinez, and you did a little bit last week as well. But I'm very scared off of this dude right now. I don't think he's roller secure. I think they may determine that he's just not healthy enough to be a starter. Maybe he'll be the favorite to be the closer there. But I don't know what you do when you're drafting Carlos Martinez. Yeah, I'm pretty out here as well, Greg. I thought you were getting him at a good price. You know, he's going around the SP30, SP35 range. You know, 30 to 35. You're getting him there. Uh, so this was a guy the past couple of years who was, you know, a top 15, top 20 starting pitcher quite consistently. Uh, so you were getting him at the discount. But now with the news coming out that, you know, he's been shut down, he will be on a no-throw program for the next two weeks in order to, quote, strengthen his shoulder, strengthen his shoulder on, uh, on February 19th. This is a long season. You mentioned his role is not going to be secure here. If anything else happens with the shoulder, uh, last year he was dealing with uh, with a lat issue. Who's to say he won't end up in the bullpen again, Greg? Sure, that's what I just said. Yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm worried as well, especially around some of the names that he's going around uh, right now. Carlos Martinez. He's uh, he's going around pick 126 in NFBC ADP. A couple of starting pitchers that are going right after him. Kyle Hendricks, who, okay, I don't really want to do the Kyle Hendricks experiment anymore. Kyle Hendricks is a good guy to, all right, he'll stabilize your ratios, but he's not going to give you any strikeouts. He throws like 86 miles per hour. I don't think I really want to do the Kyle Hendricks thing. I think, I think he's better for, uh, I think he's better for head-to-head points leagues yep. than he is for, for Roto. Robbie Ray going to give you a ton of strikeouts, but... Again, you're going to need to pair him with someone else in order to to help stabilize. I spoke with you a little bit about this. You know, pairing Robbie Ray with a guy like Miles Michaelis mm-hmm. just makes a lot of sense because Michaelis is going to give you the ERA, he's going to give you the WHIP, but he's not going to give you the strikeouts. Robbie Ray will uh, will give you the strikeouts and and kind of uh, worry you in terms of all those other categories with the ERA and the WHIP. Chris Archer, I still got to do some more research Same. on Archer because. Same. Like, I want to buy in him going to Pittsburgh, but he wasn't good there last year. I think it's been three straight seasons with an ERA over four. He can still strike people out, but the whip hasn't been great either. He's going to be in that, you know, 1.2, 1.25 whip range mm-hmm. uh, with Archer. Um, So I got I got to do a little bit more research on him. But as of now, if I were drafting today, I, I would take him over Carlos Martinez as well. Uh, and then just getting a little bit lower, like Tanaka. I'd rather have Tanaka. The skills are still there. People really don't like Tanaka, huh? No, our guy Maddie Modica still I'll loves Tanaka. Yeah. He still loves Tanaka. Uh, laid it out beautifully uh, in his uh, his starting pitcher breakdown for the Athletics. So, uh, Masahiro Tanaka. I'll wait a little bit. I'll take him over Carlos Martinez. You Darvish. Oh gosh. <laughs> Good luck trying to figure out you Darvish, Greg. What do you do with you Darvish this year? He's going to pick one fifty, and we know he has the upside to return top fifteen. Top fifteen value. value? Mm-hmm. We could be talking about you, Darvish, as a third, fourth-round pick this, this time next year. You're getting him in the 10th-round range? But not only is he not healthy, he wasn't good last year, even when he was healthy. I don't even know what his injuries were. What yeah. were his injuries? Body, I think. I think it was just body. <laughs> Every time you tried to look up you, Darvish, last year, he was like, I don't feel right. What does that mean? He was dealing with elbow injuries. Gotta ask Dr. A a little bit more about you, Darvish. Uh, but... There, there's a lot of pitchers that are going basically right after this range that are going, you know, around SP40 or a little bit after that, that I'll wait. I'm not going to take a Carlos Martinez and just load up on a bunch of those guys, Greg. You heard Matt Modiglia kind of uh, pour out his heart for some of these guys. Shane Bieber, Andrew Heaney, Eduardo Rodriguez, Tyler Glass now. 
Nathan Avaldi, and even later on than that, Joe Musgrove. So I'm not going to take Carlos Martinez where he's going. I'm going to wait a couple of rounds and then just kind of load up on a bunch of those starting pitchers. Those are the starting pitchers that we need to identify yep. this season. Mm-hmm. Last year, it was Jameson Tyon. It was Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin. It was Blake, Blake Snell. Snell. Yeah. They were going outside the top 35 starting pitchers. Correct. They were we- going in that, you know... And maybe not outside 35. They were going in that SP30 to SP40 range last year. Mm-hmm. And those were the guys that returned the most value for starting pitchers. Those are the guys being drafted inside the top 20. Even Jack Flaherty, who was going much later on, uh, who we found out closer to the start of the season, was going to be in the rotation for the St. Louis Cardinals. And then he was kind of in and out. Uh, but he's going you know, top 20 starting pitchers now. Those are the guys that we have to identify. Definitely. And we're going to try our best to do so. Uh, you know, A lot of these guys that Modica likes... You might not want to hear it, Craig. Nathan Avaldi. He's going to be a guy that I'm all over this season. I'm going to be all over Avaldi. I didn't hate it. When I, when you, were, you kind of sold me last week. I was listening, man. I was listening. Catchers, next hour? Can we exactly. kind of start the preview? That's the plan. Let's do it. Catcher preview next hour. Vlad Settler joins us next.